Today, you're in for a real treat. We're going to be talking about something that's important to everyone. I wouldn't necessarily take anything that, that people told me as gospel. And if you have got a fixed mindset, at some point you've got to think to yourself, I need to change. That's the, and that is the hardest part. Those people didn't understand that if you don't listen to that stuff and listen to the people that are progressing in life and have an understanding of life, then you're never going to learn yourself. It's, you know, people talk about talent. Oh, it's, he's so lucky. He's talented. In my experience in the last 30 years of working with athletes, high level athletes, it's not the best, best talented, you know, athletes that make it. It's the ones that have got that sheer determination and dogged mindsets to, to, to achieve. That's, they're, they're the people that go on and are successful. Everyone at some point is going to have some sort of adversity in their lives. Will you ever achieve those mighty goals that you set yourself? How do you know until you try? You just don't, do you? You really don't. And there's nothing worse than sort of looking back and thinking, if only if, I wish I had oh. that. everyone Catherine here for some of these episodes where you hear me talking about kinder sound I invite all my guests to introduce two of their favorite songs and explain why they're meaningful to them now on the radio show kinder sound have a license to play the music but we're not allowed to do that on YouTube so in the YouTube versions the actual music is missing so please do feel free to play those songs separately and see how you resonate with them and do check out the links below so that those of you that want to look up Kinder Sound, they're doing amazing work. They've got fantastic interviewers. All the details for how you can watch and support them on all their platforms are below. Thank you for watching. Right. I am absolutely delighted to be back for the next episode of the Holistic Biologist Show on Kinder Sound Radio tuning in every fortnight, 5.30pm UK on Wednesdays. So what can you expect from the Holistic Biologist Show? Well, as you probably know by now, I have a different guest talking about anything from health, lifestyle, mindset, stress management for humans and animals, because the more information we've got at our fingertips, the better decisions we can make for healthy and happy lives. So last time, with the last episode, we had an amazing lady, Caroline Gaskin, who's a homeopath, and we talked about all things homeopathy for animals and humans. But today, you're in for a real treat. We are going to be talking mindset with a very special guest. So let me tell you a little bit about Steve. So Steve Linger from Strive Performance, 52 years young. Everyone's younger than me these days, Steve. <laughs> um, I've reached that stage. Strength, conditioning and movement specialist, um, very athlete and football focused. And Steve helps athletes, young and old, prepare for the rigours of sport and life. Steve is an absolute shining example because he's physically and mentally strong. And this is what he works with all his clients with. And he's a real example of how people can overcome anything, any adversity with the right mindset. So today we're going to be talking about something that's important to everyone, mindset, what it is, how we can nurture the right mindset and how it can transform every aspect of our lives. So how are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing good, thank you. It's great to be here. Hot off the press, I think, from working with clients this morning. Yeah, that's it, that's it. We're lucky to have sandwiched an hour in where we can have a bit of a chat. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, I have wanted to speak to you for a long while, Steve, because my daughter's been lucky enough to work with you. Um, yeah, she's right. a football player recovering from second ACL injury in yeah. her short career. But but she, for me, is a shining example of mindset and everything right about it. Incredible, actually. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why mindset is so important to the work you do personally and with your clients. Um, I think it all stems from when I first got involved in the industry, which was probably around 30 years ago now. Um, I had a lot of people around me. I was working in electronics, which was a job I didn't really enjoy. There was other things I wanted to do and pursue, but obviously the people around me, obviously the people you surround yourself with, they they would always talk me out of it. They would say it's probably not a good idea. It's a you know it's a tough world out there. There's there's so many obstacles. There's so many things that are going to get in your way. You're better off playing it safe, staying in an industry, living your life. Even my father-in-law would tell me things like this and say, you know, you want to live your life and then get yourself into an industry where you're going to have a you know a really good. Um, career package and then you're going to have a really good um, retirement fund and for me you know there was there was always going to be more to life than that I didn't want to live nine to five live for the weekends and then you know just repeat the cycle it was a little bit groundhog day for me so yeah I, I, I started to look at other industries other things I wanted to do I was always always interested in fitness and um, from a young age I was always into kind of like bodybuilding that kind of stuff exercise so I kind of knew what it took to improve physically and alongside that then came the mental side because obviously there was so many pitfalls as a as a teenager you know being drawn by friends to do things that you probably knew were wrong but Mm. if you if you were mentally strong enough you was able to say no to you know and I think that's that stood me in a good stead as a youngster to know right from wrong if you like in terms of what was going to help me and what was going to hinder me in my progress through you know my 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 fitness career if you like because it was at that time that I was starting to get into exercise I was obviously I'd, I'd push myself too hard get injured wanted to know why those injuries were occurring had no idea what I was doing when it came to training if I'm honest and it wasn't until you know you started to do these courses through the check courses the functional movement screen guys you know a lot of the courses I was doing on I was going on you were kind of like it was at that stage you sort of got to know that all the stuff you'd ever learned was wrong yeah <laughs> and that's kind of and that's kind of where with an inquisitive mind, you tended to look and want to learn more. That's that's kind of where it started for me. And I think I've always had that sort of like out of the box approach to things in that I wouldn't necessarily take anything that, that people told me as gospel. I'd then want to know why, you know, even at school, um, my teachers would say to me, you know, you'll, you'll always do well in life because you've got that inquisitive mindset and that you wanted to know things. And and just because someone told you something, you wouldn't always necessarily believe that to be true or was right. So I think that I was quite lucky to have have that inquisitive mind from a young age, you know, so so that definitely helped. So as I've then got older and then sort of like the people you surround yourself and the people you meet, you tend to learn little bits from those people and the people that are successful, you look at and think, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing or what you know then people that aren't so successful you're thinking I can see why they're not achieving the things they want to achieve just because of their thought process and mindset you know like we've said before about mindsets you've got kind of like those two types of mindset you've got the fixed mindset who is adamant that this is just how it is and this is my life and that's how I'm going to lead it then you've got you you know then a growth mindset where people are are, have kind of got that mindset where they're going to think and look and try and improve and, and one you know wonder about life and I think that's that's, there's definitely a massive divide between those two lots of people in life. 
but how how you then nurture either of those it's quite difficult i think because you've got to first take a step back and think which type of mindset have i got to then progress on to know which one you're going to which path you're going to follow and if you have got a fixed mindset at some point you've got to think to yourself i need to change that's and that is the hardest part that changing but the best way to do that i've found is surround yourself with people with people that have got a growth mindset and then just try and copy the things that they are doing you know learning's massive being massive for me i used to read a lot of like the personal development type books um and people would laugh at me. They'd say, oh, my God, what are you reading that crap for? Or listening to that, you know. But those people didn't understand that if you don't listen to that stuff and listen to the people that are progressing in life and have an understanding of life, then you're never going to learn yourself. As you probably know yourself, the things that you've read and the things you expose yourself to, those are, those are the things you become. That's, that's kind of where, where I'd say. So that, many you know, points you've raised there, Steve. I mean... I think it is one of the things I'd really like to pick up on, which you've just mentioned, is about people having that self-awareness of where their mindset is now, because that can be really, really hard. Um, particularly, I've noticed we're in a stage now with this political correctness where it's really, really difficult sometimes to have open and honest conversations with those around you. But the first stage to changing anything in your life is to sort of take a bit of a stock of where you are yeah, now. exactly. So with some of the people, you've got so much experience, not only working through this with yourself, but with all the clients you work with. How would you broach that into trying to get someone to understand where they are now, where they are now mindset wise? Um, I, I'm quite lucky, I think, in the job that I work in, you can tell within one or two sessions what someone's mindset's like because obviously yeah. we are training and exercising these people and it's the questions you ask um oftentimes they've got a negative approach to things but i think a lot a lot of times you can you can tell by the excuses people make yeah you know so if, if you find yourself and you know you, this is where self-evaluation is critical in that look at the things you're saying about the situations you're in and if it comes up you know, and sounds like an excuse, then invariably you're on the wrong path. And like I always say to people, excuses sound best to those that are making them up. And it's so true. That's 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 how things are. And the clients we work with, it's not, it's, you know, people talk about talent. Oh, it's, he's so lucky. He's talented. In my experience, in the last 30 years of working with athletes, high level athletes, it's not the best, best talented, you know, athletes that make it. It's the ones that have got that sheer determination and dogged mindsets to 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 achieve that's they're the, they're the people that go on and are successful i've seen so many 14 and 15 year old footballers that have been unbelievable they're not playing football now they're yeah. working on a building site or you know doing whatever they're doing because they didn't have the drive and desire to make the things happen but they, again that's down to mindset isn't it they just assume that they're going to be successful because they're good at football at a young age but you know they they soon fall by the wayside you know you might get a little injury that that sets them back and or they get released from a club and they just they're, they're gone that's that's the end of them because they've not had to work for anything at that stage I think that's the biggest problem and it's the ones that have had to come through adversity that have dug in stuck at it that they're the ones that have gone on and played pro football with the, you know those are the guys we work with not necessarily the best footballers I've worked with a couple of footballers that you know people other people that I trained that were at school with them and said you know these guys weren't even getting in the school football team but now they're playing, you know, professionally and making a living from the game. So at any given time in their career, 
you know, if you were to look at them, you think, well, they're never going to be any good. But you don't know what's going on in their heads that's going to make them, you know, achieve what they achieve. You're just seeing a snapshot of where they currently were at their time in their career. So, yeah, I think that's where mindset really comes in into it. And that's where self-belief, um, self-discipline is probably the biggest one, I think, within that mindset is that doing the right things at the right time and being able to kind of like um, not get distracted by the distractions. You know, nowadays, there's so many things that, that, that we're bombarded with, things to do, things to go and do, what other people are doing that are not necessarily um, achievers, if you like, that you do get sucked and drawn into. But then that's where you've got to have that discipline and and understand where you're trying to get to and what you want to achieve. Because you've got to, if you don't know where you're going, that's exactly where you'll end up. <laughs> you're just not going to achieve anything. So from a mindset perspective and the people, you, you know, we're trying to aim this at, you've got to know where you want to go to start with. And once you know where you want to get to, you've just got to reverse engineer it to where you are today. And then as long as you're on the path and doing the right things on a daily basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis, you're giving your best opportunity to achieve those things. Will you ever achieve those mighty goals that you set yourself? How do you know until you try? You just don't, do you? You really don't. And there's nothing worse than sort of looking back and thinking, if only if, I wish I had oh, that. So one of the exactly. questions on that I'd like to ask you about, Steve, is you were saying that you had this curiosity, this open mindset right from the start. There's going to be a lot of people looking at this that's going to, if they really honest with themselves recognize the excuses i'd like to come back to the excuses a bit yeah first. of course so sometimes you know it everyone's going to have curveballs thrown at them um people have got all sorts of different upbringings all sorts of yeah. opportunities um how important do you think having some early adversity in your life can be to sort of strengthening that mindset because we do see quite consistently yeah, people have yeah. it too easy, too young. You might think you want what that person gets, but it doesn't necessarily serve them in the long run, does it? No, because it doesn't create a platform for them to to understand what when things do go wrong, what to do and what how to deal with it. But you you know that exactly what you just said there. You know, people that have had adversity at a young age do tend to then be catapulted into you know greatness if you like you know you if you look at and read so many people's autobiographies you know you'll find that they've had adversity at a young age which has then driven them on to be successful but the argument for that will be then that, oh yeah they must be messed up for that to happen but no they've probably just built that resilience and desire to to go on and be successful like I always say to my guys you know I've, I've worked with lots of people that have had you know some quite awful things happen to them I always say never look back only forward because that's gone it's past no matter how much you dwell on it or how much you think about it nothing's going to change so why not just use it as a positive to go on and achieve something better you know I, I just don't I don't like the thought of, of just looking back on things and dwelling because it's not going to serve you in any way is it not at all it can only it can only make you stronger by saying you want to progress and move on from that from that position you've been in but yeah, like you said, adversity, I think adversity can can be a blessing at times. Yeah, absolutely. Limiting beliefs. So many people doubt themselves now. And for me, I'm really pleased I grew up in an age without social media because now all people paste, not all people. I mean, I'm going to come onto your Instagram page in a minute. Strive Performance, absolutely brilliant. If you want to be motivated, go to Strive to Performance's Instagram. The links will all be below. But 
so many people have this self-doubt. They're comparing themselves to this perfect picture that people might put out on the internet. You know, we've got filters now. We've got all sorts of things that make people not real anymore. And then, of course, that's right. individuals sitting at home that's looking at that and feeling they can never achieve that level of physical fitness, perfection, mental resilience. How do you cope with that personally, first of all? And is that something that you work on with your clients, Steve? From a personal perspective, I don't let things like that bother me. I'm, yeah. happy, with, I'm happy with where I'm at and where I'm going. I never compare myself to anyone else. As long as I'm improving, I'm happy with what I see, you know, when I'm training or where I am in my life, then the rest irrelevant. And I think that's how it's got to be. You know, people people do compare themselves to other people way too much. Um, like you said, social media, social media is a funny, a, a funny environment where it's full of fake lives, I, yeah. I think, personally. And and it's tends to be people tend to brag on there. And they, it's almost like, look at me, this is what I'm doing. I'm great. I find with people like that, it tends to be because they've got other things missing in their lives. That's that's just from what I've noticed. And the people, I see people and friends that post things, and I'm, I know the background of the person. And you're thinking to yourself, you're really not that happy. So mm. people look at these people and think, you know, this is they're living a great life, and they're really not. I think you just need to stay in your lane and focus on yourself. And as long as you're happy with what you're doing and where you're going, and you're improving on a daily basis, then. Just be happy with it, with your lot, if you like, you know, don't compare yourself to other people and just be the very best that you can be. And that's what I say to, you know, all the athletes that I work with, as long as you're improving and getting better, then you, that's, that's, that's all you need to, that's going to serve you. Don't compare yourself to players in the Premier League if you're playing step three football, but obviously you'd like to get to that level. There's nothing wrong with that. But to compare yourself to the point of it depressing you, that's, that's not good for your mental health. <laughs> Not at all. I think there's a lot of studies, well, I know there are, that have been done, that there's a big difference in terms of um, anyone who's working still in the vibrations of jealousy is going to massively affect what you can achieve because there's not sort of a vibrational match there. And I think picking yeah, up totally. what you just said there, Steve, there's a big difference, isn't there, about having role models in a particular area you know, just because you're a good footballer doesn't mean you should be perfect in every aspect of your life. I, I think that's exactly say. But, you know, if you pick someone that surrounding yourself with someone that's achieved something that you want to do and learning from that is a very different energy, isn't it, to compare? 100 percent. Yeah, that's that's not comparison. That's a situation where you would like to emulate those people. Yeah. There's a big, like you said, there's an, a, a massive difference between that because one's a positive energy, one's a negative energy because you'll just resent that person for being so successful. Whereas if you're using them as a mentor or as, or as someone that's going to guide you, that will just draw you on. And like you said, surrounding yourself with those people makes a massive, massive difference. I've, it's so interesting you should say that about energy. I probably, could, I probably train 15 people a day, one-to-one -one, straight through. And there'll be certain people that I, I train and work with that just, you'll just be buzzing through the whole session. And then there'll be other people that just it just seems to drag and, and you know, drain you for an hour and it feels like three hours. But I think the difference there is it's if you were to then unravel those people, you would definitely have one would have a growth mindset, one would have a fixed mindset. One you're trying to draw on to work harder. The other person is you're trying to hold back. Do you know, because they want yeah. they want to succeed so badly, whereas the people that are, you're almost dragging them to do what you want to do. And that's this sounds so bad, but I'm quite lucky and 
fortunate nowadays in that I kind of can choose who I work with. Yeah. So if I get what I call a drainer, I just won't train them because yeah. it's, it's going to affect me. And if I'm training 15 people a day, I don't want the fourth person of the day to have completely emptied me, <laughs> if you like. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I try, and, I try and stay around positive people. And that's what I say to, you know, a lot of my football clients try and surround yourself with people that are on the same journey as you because otherwise you will get drawn drawn by the wayside and that's that's so so important you know um even with you know the business people that we work with they're they're exactly the same you've got to surround yourself with the same you know like-minded people and people that are on the same journey as you or at least watch and listen to people that are you know that you'd like to either emulate or are on the same journey as you you could, it's, it's you you become what you surround yourself with it's as simple as that that's that's you know but the problem you've got is there's only sort of like five percent of the people that are in that sort of like what i'd call that group of people that are striving to become better at things in life which is such a shame because people are literally just wasting their lives and don't even realize they are they just sort of like almost going through life sleepwalking which is such a shame it'd be so nice if we could kind of like awaken so many more of those people just to you know what life can offer rather than the doom and gloom you know and what the potential is what you can physically achieve when you really work on your body and your mind um is absolutely incredible so we're going to take a little break now and come to your first song steve um so i would like you to tell us what song have you chosen to play first of all and why is this song important to you it's probably is it going to be fearless soul that we're playing first uh, it was actually the other one first. Yeah. Are we going to have Oh the Larceny? Okay. Yeah. So if you, I like whenever it comes to songs, I like to listen to the words, and I like a song to have a story. So if we listen to um, Oh the Larceny, hold your head up, listen to the words, pay attention to what the guy's saying. Love it. We'll be back shortly, everyone. Thank you. Right, we are back again after the break. I hope you all listened to the words of that song. Um, because it's very, very pertinent to what we're talking about today with Steve Linger from Strive Performance on mindset and re why it really mattered. So before the break, we had a great discussion about just how important mindset is and how important it is to surround yourself with people that are really going to lift your mindset up and you can you can build each other up. Steve, who have been some of your best mentors over the years? Um. So I've had I've had a couple. I've had one of my well, I think it was my head. It's probably my form tutor at school was probably the first one in terms of making me understand kind of where I was at, which was quite an interesting story. He he said to me one day we were just chatting. Um, I got on really well with my form tutor because we had we both loved fishing, so we had that in common. So we used to talk about fishing and things like that. But we got on really well, and I remember him saying to me one day he said. I think you might be borderline autistic. This was back in the day when autism wasn't really a thing. And I, and I said to him, I said, what makes you say that? He said, well, he got a, three members of, the, of our form. He got like their current scores through the year in, in, in um, the lessons that we were doing. And he, he covered the name up so I couldn't see. And he said, this girl here, he said, look, look at her scores in all classes. And she was quite an intelligent girl. She was sort of like probably top quarter of the year all the way across in the classes. And then you got a boy that was not quite as intelligent, but his scores were kind of like middle of the road, but again, on a level. He said, but if you now look at yours, he said, there's three subjects where you're top of the class, 
top three, top four. He said, and then there's three subjects there where you're bottom of the class. He said, what that is, he said, you're either completely immersed in the subject or you don't want to know. And he said, that's, that's traits of autism. He said, but that's not a bad thing. He said, because you'll always do good at something in life because you'll fully immerse yourself in it. And I think that's, that's kind of where I got to in that I, I, you know, fully immerse myself in fitness, in training, in sports, in conditioning, in injury treatment prevention. And that's kind of like, in, so it's, it was a bad thing, but in a good way, if you like, in that, you know, some of the class I was absolutely bombed in, but others, you know, I, like it was, it was biology, history and geography. Those were the three, three lessons I absolutely loved because it was a subject I wanted to get involved in. And, you know, that's, he was my first mentor because he made me realise that you're not stupid. Mm. You're just not interested. <laughs> so, yes. you know, that's, that's, that was, that was my first mentor, I would say. And then obviously as, as we progress and obviously as I started to get into fitness, then there would be people like the likes of Paul Czech, Charles Poliquin. These, these were the guys that I was, I would follow their information and just hang on their every word in terms of the things that they were, they were teaching. Um, so yeah, those, those were my initial mentors. I didn't, I wouldn't say I had anyone close that, you know, like I spent loads and loads of time with. Um, I think as a youngster growing up where we lived when I was at school, there was there wasn't many houses around near us and we used to have to travel into school there was only kind of two houses and the man um, that lived next door to us he was quite old so I didn't have lots of children around me to influence me so I kind of was left to get on with things myself so I was you know I'd, I'd be out we had quite a big garden with a wood behind I'd be out in the wood in the garden and I had that inquisitive mind because I wanted to know what everything was mm. so you know I'd go into the wood and I'd see something I'd go back in I'd research what I'd seen so I was kind of like I would I would entertain myself if you like mm. so I was yeah I was quite self-sufficient as a youngster and then growing up and then you know that's that's where that stemmed from I think that's where we said about the inquisitive mind that where that's where that came from originally from the age of sort of six onwards I was you know just out there educating myself if you like and self-mentoring if you like <laughs> so yeah that's where that that stemmed from but yes mentors through life I've had a, I've had a few you know when I've been on courses and I've you know been exposed to people that are very very intelligent in the industry and then you'd keep in contact with those guys and if you had questions you'd ask and then you know those relationships would be formed but yeah that's I wouldn't say I've had lots and lots of mentors but obviously nowadays in in the age we're in with you know so many social media platforms you you know there are so many mentors out there available to us we're almost we've almost got too many options if you like, because there's yeah. so many opinions out there that, you know, who, who's, whose information do you trust? It's, you know, we're, we're almost blinded by the amount of information that's out there. So it can be quite a bit, you know, quite a minefield out there for, especially for youngsters trying to, you know, work their way through life into what to do, what not to do. And it's, it's you've got one person telling them to do one thing and you've got another person telling them to do the exact opposite. So it must be confusing, especially if you're, you know, a teenager in, in this day and age. Completely. Absolutely. I think that is really important. It's it's those influential things. You know, we always so many people think of a mentor's got to be someone world famous and it hasn't. You know, there's so many different levels of mentors and, you know, that will change as you go through different levels of your life. Absolutely. For people watching now and they really want to work on their mindset, they want to achieve something in their lives to change something up how important steve are daily habits in massive yeah massively massively important um 
obviously the mindset side of things really really important but obviously fueling the mind is really important as well mm. so I, I you know obviously if you're if your diet's poor you're poorly hydrated you're not sleeping well you're going to be cloud you're going to have a clouded mindset anyway you you know your thought process is going to be skewed you're not going to feel top you know energized and, and happy healthy you're just going to just drag yourself through the day so for me the most important thing is first thing in the morning is to get hydrated so it's always pint of water little squeeze of lemon sea salt in there yeah that that would be how i'd start the day and then make sure that i've prepared all my food for the day so that i can fuel through the you know throughout the day with the right nutrients to keep my body sort of energized and my brain active that's i think obviously the mindset side of it's really really important and then fueling the brain with good information is really important but i think you've got to fuel it with food first if you like i think that's that's the most important thing because you're only as good as the food you eat or the hydration you achieve so that's that should always be your start point so many people start the day strong black coffee uh, no food massively dehydrated mm. you know you're just on a downward spiral through the day then you're literally just trying to get through the day so the thought of having a positive mindset has gone out the window by sort of like nine o'clock. <laughs> yes. It is really that link between um, physical health and mental health. I think it's really underestimated, particularly at the moment. You know, we've gone from one stage probably when you and I were growing up where no one ever spoke about mental health. And then we've gone to the other extreme now where it's spoken about all the time. But I'm still not seeing a lot of people, many people make the linkage between physical health and mental health. Talk us through your outlook on that and how that affects how you work with people, Steve. Um, I, I think it's massive. And, and, you know, from a mental health perspective, you're never going to have good mental health if you don't feel good about yourself. And the only way you're going to feel good about yourself is what you see in the mirror, how you feel, how you move. You know, if you're you know, constantly got aches and pains, you feel fat, lethargic, how can that then, you know, you're not going to be able to um, grow a, a good mindset from that, are you? And you're not going to feel positive and good about yourself. So I think, that, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a trilogy, really. I think you've got mental health comes from nutrition obviously thought process and how you move. I think those three are, are all, they go hand in hand and on, along with sleep. I think sleep's massively, massively underrated. Not enough people are getting eight hours sleep a night. I try my hardest to get, well, obviously I'm working 15 hour, day, eight, 15 hour days. I still try and get as close to eight hours sleep, you know, a night that I can, you know, if I can, but that's another thing that's, you know, it's, it's such an easy thing to fix. Just go to bed earlier. Yeah, but that comes down. That comes down to mindset again, isn't it? It's, it's having the discipline to say, right, half nine, the telly's going off. I'm going to bed. Whereas, you know, you tend to give in to yourself and say, oh, another half an hour is not going to hurt. But that the impact of that over a week, half an hour, you've, it's, if you were to add that up over a week, you, you know, you've missed almost half a night's sleep. So it is important, really, really important, I think, from from a um, mindset perspective to get everything in place, build a really good, strong foundation and then the mindset will come from that. But the trouble is people are trying to change their mindset without getting everything else in place first. Yeah. And then it's a catch-22 situation, which comes first. Well, they all do. <laughs> but, you know, one's going to help the other, going to help the other. And you're going to get a synergistic effect from doing those things on a consistent basis. And that's, you know, and I think another thing people tend to do is they try to make too many changes all at once. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I try and say to all my clients, Every day, just make make that one percent difference. One percent difference every day. That's all you need. And as long as you're continually doing that, continually improving, 
up in your water intake. You know, don't try and make wholesale changes because you, you invariably what happens is you'll have a knee-jerk reaction and the body will rebel against it anyway. So you're better off making those changes slowly over time and, you know, staying with it for the long haul rather than trying to, you know, you, at the moment, the, the thing that and it really grates on me is everyone's doing like six-week transformations, eight-week transformation, 12-week transformation. But the changes they make to your current, you know, daily habits are so massive that your body will just literally rebound effect from that will be that your body will just shut down. It's, it, it won't like it. And you'll end up feeling like crap because you've tried to change too many things too quickly. And then you can't sustain it over any more than the six, eight, 12 weeks. And you'll get a rebound effect from that. We just go back into your old habits because those newly formed habits were just too much to take on all at once. So you, yeah, you've got, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, a, it's just make it a slow, steady process. And just as long as you're improving on a daily basis, but set yourself mini goals. Obviously, you've got your long-term goal of where you want to get to and what you want to achieve. But then have break that down into daily, weekly, monthly goals of just getting things in place. It's you know these things take time. Like I say to a lot of my you know guys, football guys, for instance, you can't go from zero to a hundred in the space of a week. You know it does take time. It's repetitive. It's boring sometimes. You know the routines that we do. A lot of our guys say, "Oh, it's boring. Can we do something else?" Well, you've not you've not mastered the fundamentals first you've got to do that and they just see on social media these guys doing all these you know really smart exercises you know that look really cool but if you've not built a foundation you shouldn't be doing those that's that's kind of like you've got you've got to build the foundation first and it's the same with mindset as well you can't just expect to be right i'm super positive and you know great things are going to happen for me it does it does take time and you will be you will make mistakes along the way and you will you know drop back and do go back into your old habits but then you've got to kind of break that and come back through it again it's definitely an ongoing process isn't it so um in terms of yourself how what strategies do you do daily to keep positive i mean you know there's been your business must have been affected massively i'm assuming by the lockdowns and everything so how do you cope with change and you know having curveballs thrown your way I think the biggest thing for me is to control the controllables. So as long as I've got kind of like my foundation in place and I'm doing the right things daily over and over again, you'll, you'll weather the storm. You just, you know, I saw a really good post the other day. It was talking about these bison that face into the storm yeah. because they know when the storm, the storm's going to clear, they'll come through the other side. They don't turn their back on the storm. And I thought that was such a good analogy, you know, in everyday life, just, you know, whenever you've got, things that are going to test you just you know face it head on and that's that's how you get through things we've all we've you know everyone at some point is going to have some sort of adversity in their lives what do you do about it is you know i've had you know in in my life i've had grandparents die i've had people around me die it's how you deal with that that you know that really matters it's so easy to just dwell and woe me and you know go into this depressive state but it's not going to solve anything and you, you've just got to give yourself a kick up the arse and just say, you know, we've got to move on. These things happen. They happen to everyone. There's not a person on this earth that won't have had something like that happen to them. Yeah. It's how you deal with it that counts. And you could, you've got two options. You can dwell on it and feel sorry for yourself, or you can use that to, as a fuel to then take yourself to the next level in whatever it is you want to achieve. And, you know, I, I sort of, you know, it's, when my granddad died, it was almost, that was quite a sad time for me, but I was sort of said, right, I'll, I'll just keep progressing. I'll do it for granddad. 
because mm. he would be, you know, then he'd, he'd been proud of what I've achieved. So I think that's how you've got to use it. Use it almost as fuel rather than it depressing you. Yeah, that's a really, really good idea. A lot of issues now sort of coming back to the political correctness and things and, and, and people struggling with mindset because a lot of people are really struggling with mindset. I see a lot of blame culture, you know, whether they're blaming the politicians, the teachers, the schools, the doctors, the, um, you know, uh, whoever it, it might just goes on, doesn't it? <laughs> it could be absolutely everyone. So, of course, we're all going to have days like that. Of course, we're all going to, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to offload. But if someone catches themselves feeling, look, look, I recognise that I'm quite in a blame mindset, give them some tips that they can start with, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I think the biggest thing for me from a blame perspective is it's what you what you listen to and what you surround yourself with. Again, you know, if you're listening to the news and hearing about these things, you know, I'll often go and visit my parents, bless them, and they'll talk to me about the things that are happening on the news. And I say, I don't know, because I don't expose myself to those kinds of information because it's not going to serve me. And like, there's things going on in the world that I have absolutely no control over. Mm. Would I then let that bother me to the point of, me feeling depressed about it no because i can't control it you know and that's what i say to you know and that's what i say to people just control the controllable and that's the things that are going on in your life and in your immediate surroundings if you do start to feel depressed and sad about things you've just got to come back and get back within yourself and you know expose yourself to things that are going to make you feel better make you feel happy make you feel positive one of the best things for me, and I, it always makes me feel better, is just to get out in nature and watch the things that are around you. Mm. Because you, sometimes I think people don't see the wood for the trees in the beauty and the things that they've got in their surroundings. Um, obviously, it's difficult if you live in the city or somewhere like that. But we're, we're, you know, we're never too far away from a park to get out and in, in the fresh air. It always makes you feel better just to get out, get out in nature, um, surround yourself with things that lift you, I would say not to not to dwell on things too much that's that's the best advice i can give to anyone is just look from outside into into the world and go and enjoy enjoy what's around you to make and that will always make you feel you know feel uplifted it's so easy to sit indoors dwelling on where you're at but you know you're never going to change by looking at the things that are actually affecting you negatively it's just not going to happen so the best advice i can give to anyone is Surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up and then get yourself out in nature and out in the world and expose yourself to things that make you feel good. Obviously that, you know, you, we're going to, when we're going to be outside, um, it's so difficult really to, because people won't appreciate it because they've probably never done it. It's not until you do go out and do those things that then you, you start to realise how much and how, how, how much better it does make you feel. Just fresh air can make you feel better. If you, you know, you've got yeah. what we call cabin fever, just stuck indoors all the time. Just getting out for a walk can help. You know, just breathing properly can help. All of these things have, have a massive and profound effect on how you feel. That's, that's the best advice I can give. I love it. I, I, it's so important. If you can see me now, I've got my two dogs on the sofa there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got cats here. I'm looking out over about probably about 50 birds on my apple tree. Um, yeah. So it's setting yourself up for success is so, so important. And thinking, you know, what really lights my fire? What does it for me? And how can I introduce more of that into my life? 
So before we get on to the next stage, Steve, we're going to come to your second song. Tell us about your second song and why this is important to you. This is this is going to be such a good song. It's Fearless Soul and it's called Believe. And it's another one of those songs you just got to listen to the words. Love it. Enjoy this, everyone. We'll be back soon. I just wanted to say that today's episode is sponsored by ASEA redox signaling molecules. Now, it comes in two forms, the liquid and the gel, plus there's a huge other product range for us. Um, but why did I start taking ASEA and why is it now an integral part of something that my whole family, both four-legged and two-legged, take every single day? plus also something that all the clients I work with, again, four-legged and two-legged, it's number one on my priority list. Well, part of what I do, what I'm passionate about, is understanding the challenges that are affecting each and every one of us in today's modern living. Um, the more you know, the more sometimes you wish you didn't know, but the pollution in the air, in the water, in the food, um, the control of our minds, the propaganda, but one of the things that we can do is take back responsibility for our own health. Now, every single cell of our body, whether we're an animal, whether we're one of the dogs in the backgrounds or one of my plants, contain these redox signaling molecules. And cellular health and cellular communication is absolutely key, whether you want to get your body back in balance, whether you want to reverse the aging process, whether you want to address any particular challenges that you've got physically, emotionally, it all starts with healthy cells. If your liver cells are healthy, your liver's healthy. If your brain cells are healthy, your brain's healthy. But just like a mobile phone, most of us have got mobile phones that we, we use on a routine basis now. But that mobile phone, regardless of whether you've got the latest model, is completely useless without a signal. So what does this technology do? Um, the the gel is something that you can apply topically over particular areas of concern, whether you want your skin to look better, whether you've got cellulite, whether you've got an area that's causing you a challenge. The liquid is something you drink each and every day to top up what should be in your cells anyway. But when our bodies are stressed, diseased, challenged, or as we age, we make less of them. So personally, I wouldn't be without it. My sleep's better. My energy levels are better. My mood's better. My mobility's better. If you want to find out more, the details are below. But I'm so grateful that this came into my life and I'm so grateful I can share it with others. I hope you love it as much as I do. Let me know. Right, we are back. I hope you really enjoyed that um, song. Back on the Holistic Biologist Show with Steve Linger from Strive Performance. And we are talking about mindset and why it really matters. Um, before we, I just wanted to pick up on what we were talking about before the break, Steve, and talk about gratitude and how gratitude and mindset really go hand in hand. If people are finding it hard to see things that uh you know that they can be grateful for have you got any tips about where they can start um i think i think we should all be grateful for just being here because obviously you know the the likelihood of being born you know the the, the um percentage likelihood of being born you know it's massive to just to even just to have been here to start with and i think that's where you've got to think yourself how lucky you are in terms of and be grateful for what you've got because You've only got to look around the world and the state of, you know, some some countries and, and the, the people that are in these countries and, the, you know, the atrocities that they're going through. That's where you've got to have a bit of a, a reality check in where we're at. You know, we're, we're probably in 
one, two, three percent of the world in how lucky we are just to be in in the country that we've been born in. And, yeah. you know, all the things that we've got available to us. You know, I hear people moaning and, you know, bemoaning that things that they've got in their lives or lack or things they haven't got. And, you, you know, sometimes you've got to be grateful for what you have got. And that's why you've, I think you've got to think a little bit more about the little things, you know, just just to have family around you, just to have nature outside your door, just to have the ability to walk, move, run. You know, there's, you've got you've got to be grateful for these things because there's a lot of people that haven't haven't got that opportunity. And that's where I think you've got to be more aware of those smaller things around you and not be so concerned with material things and be happy with the things that you can do and you are able to you know do on a daily basis because i don't think enough people are grateful for what they've got to be honest i think it's that we live in a world where everyone compares themselves to everyone and what everyone else has got and it's never enough but that's just that materialistic mindset that we've had sort of like drilled into us i guess to to compare ourselves to other people when the things they've got rather than just taking a step back and being happy with the things that we have got and and then really kind of like take a closer look at the things that we have got and then appreciate them maybe a little bit more appreciate the things we've got around us like we've got a little dog now um he's not he's not very old little cooper and i just sometimes i'll just literally lay on the floor just stroking cuddling him and i think how lucky are we to have such a sweet little dog that's in an you know it's just an unconditional love that he's got and you just look into his eyes and you just think that's enough that's enough for me. You know, I'm, I could just literally, I couldn't give a, a monkey's about money. It's having those things that make you, that warm your heart, I think, that to have those things around you. And I think people don't appreciate those maybe as much as they should. And I don't think we appreciate the people that are around us as much as we probably should do either. You know, and the things and the things they can bring to us. I think people don't tend to listen enough as well. We're not, we're, we're not grateful for the information that people give to us and, I think if we listened more and spoke less, we'd be um, in a much better place in society because we tend to listen, to, not to not to um, take in the information people are giving us, but to actually just give our opinion. And I think that's the biggest problem in that we should be more grateful for, for those people that are around us and the things we have around us, not necessarily material things. But yeah, I think, it's so difficult. It's so difficult because obviously everybody's lives are different and, and everyone's circumstances are different. So you've got to look at the smaller things and, and be happy with those smaller things, I think. I'd love people to start that. And when we talk about gratitude, for those of you watching this visibly, you can't really see. I've got two of my Romanian rescue dogs on the sofa there and they're just absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. And, you know, they've come from a really, really tough situation. And every day, you know, the gratitude, you know, that anyone who's got the dog, you know, every you can just see it, can't you? Yeah. I will say there's ne I've never got enough cats, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I could never have enough cats. But yeah, it is quite amazing. And, um, you know, we had someone um, that came to stay with us for a little while and they were from a country where they were really, really struggling. I won't go into too many details, but they couldn't believe that we had so many animals that they would call pets that we just have for pure pleasure because that was such a luxury because yeah. they never come from a background where you could afford to have a pet for pleasure. The only animals they could have would be working animals. Yeah. Because you couldn't afford to feed yourself, let alone afford um, yeah. to feed other animals. And I think, you know, this is a thing is like how this gratitude is absolutely life changing. And I think, you know, we talk about the dangers of AI and things like this now, but we can all program that 
to towards gratitude towards what we do want you know all of these things are tools that we can use for the negative or the positive definitely yeah in this fast-paced world that we're everyone's living in when they're juggling so many different um you know things how do you see mindset paying uh, sort of having its place in terms of how to prioritize things in their life so we've already touched on physical health and the balance between physical health and mental health you know just really prioritizing their physical health can transform so many aspects of their lives can't it steve massively massively i think i think the, the the biggest thing is preparation and being the time management's massively important as well especially if you've got a busy life you know preparation from food preparation making sure you've got enough water with you in the day those those things are obviously quite difficult to to manage they, from my you know my own perspective i always make sure that i food prep for the week yeah so sundays is food prep day and we'll make sure we cook in you know batch cook lots and lots of food and it's always in the fridge or in the freezer ready to go and i think that's the biggest mistake most people make in you know that have got hectic lives they'll just grab and go you know when they're eating which you will always make poor food choices because obviously a lot of the shops where you're going to get these foods from the they're providing foods that one that's going to last a long time on the shelf. So they're going to tend to be highly processed carbohydrate based foods, which then obviously then don't serve you very well, because then again, it's just you're getting energy crashes, energy spikes. So you again, that's going to affect your how you're thinking about things and, and your thought process on things. So I think it's preparations, the key and then time management, time management, just not wasting, not wasting time through the day, you know, Obviously, you've got we work with quite a few busy mums, you know, that are juggling a job, children, picking up from school. But, you know, again, it comes back to mindset of just being able to kind of like select arise through the day to make sure that you're doing the right things at the right time. You know, you'll often hear people say, oh, I just haven't got the time for that. But they'll sit and watch back to back soaps on the telly of an evening. So, again, we come back to excuses. It's an excuse you know, you have got the time, but it's, it's what you prioritise. Do you prioritise food preparation or do you prioritise Coronation Street? That's, yeah. that's the difference, you know. But you can't then bemoan your progress when you haven't been willing to do the things that you need to do. You know, it's one of the sayings that I always, I always come back to is, what are you willing to sacrifice today to allow you to have a successful tomorrow? That's, you know, for us, that's quite a big one. Because most people aren't willing to sacrifice what they will be today. That's yeah. the problem. It's really, really important. I want to come back to the food sort of thing, because that's something I'm really, really big at for, um, you know, working with my clients. But also it's really gone through the whole family now. So my right. children are our biggest conscience. We don't get anything <laughs> them, I tell you. And I'm always off. I've got my lovely structured water bottle here that I, I carry water with me everywhere, <laughs> much to the amusement of lots of people. But, but get... that's, that's, I find that really interesting. Sorry to butt in, but I find yeah. that really interesting that water is probably the most important thing we can take into our bodies and you get people mock you for it. <laughs> it's bizarre, <laughs> Which, isn't it? It is. It's absolutely it is. bizarre. But I must just tell you, I'm going to do, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go, do a call out. Near where I live, there's a, a Thai restaurant in Shelford, and I've got to, I'll put the link below, because they've just put in uh, a really good quality water filter so that when you have their tap water, it's really good quality filter water. So I've just gone and told everyone about it. And all the people I'm friends with, they're like, they would literally go there just because they've made the effort to do yeah, to, really yeah. good with their water. But... 
Um, people are prioritizing things that are just not serving them. And one of the biggest challenges I have is what you've just said about the food preparation, whether it's for your animals, because I, I teach people how to feed their dogs and cats properly as well. <laughs> whether it's for your animals or your cells, getting the joy back into that food preparation is really, really important, isn't it? Massively, yeah, and that's and I, that's something that we, you know when we're preparing our foods, that's something that I, I actually it's the smell of the food cooking and the preparation, and knowing that I'm prepped and ready for the week, that gives you such a good feeling on a Sunday, knowing that you're going into the week one step ahead, if you like. And I, I think that's something you know a lot of our clients have taken on board, and it's no surprise that they're the ones that make the, the most progress. The ones that are just sort of like eating on the run, they don't tend to. They, you know, they're the ones that are just dragging the heels a little bit and the success just isn't there, but they're scratching heads, not knowing why they're not, you know, making the progress that the others are. And then they'll think that the other person must have some sort of secret weapon that, you know, we're, we're not telling them. But it's not yeah. it's just the basic fundamentals. I've had clients before say to me about other clients that we've got asking for their number because they wanted to chat to them about the foods that they're eating because they think that they've been, you know, they've got, more or special information or a secret supplement that they've not been told about but the harsh reality is they've been willing to do things on a ba daily basis that the other person isn't willing to do but they don't appreciate the importance of that hourly daily you know organization that that these other people are willing to put in that's that's the biggest issue i find absolutely massively and um whenever i want to pick me up i go and look at your facebook or instagram account <laughs> it's always so positive and it's always so constructive but okay for the last few minutes before we've got there's everyone's going to be watching i i guarantee that most people are going to be thinking there'll be one area of their life definitely they've fallen off the bandwagon it might be the exercise it might be the food, it might be the hydration, um, and all of these we've just heard is going to massively affect their mindset. So getting started, getting what words of wisdom have you got to people to say, regardless of where your starting point is, you work with people of all ages, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, ranging from 11 to 74. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's um, really help people cut through their excuses now. OK, so what I would say is the first and most important thing is consistency. You've got to be consistent. Then you've got to make small, subtle changes on a daily basis. The three biggest areas I would say are hydration, mm. sleep, movement. Mm. And now the movement can just be going for a walk. Walking every day for 20 to 30 minutes will have a profound effect on your body after a month. You'll feel so much better for it. You'll actually start to see body fat reduce as long yeah. as your diet's if as long as your diet's in place as well. Cut out all simple carbohydrates, all processed foods, try and eat foods in as natural a state as possible. Get your sleep, get your hydration. Other than that, I would say get yourself on YouTube and watch as many motivational videos as possible. I, I, if, I, if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling a bit down or want some motivation before training, which doesn't happen very often, I, I usually watch a video on YouTube called Shark Mindset. Yeah. It's such a, such a good video to watch. That's the one. That's my go-to, if you like. Okay, but, send me the link to that afterwards, and I'll put the yeah, link. I can do that. I can do yeah. that. 
getting your mindset is everything and and it's also i think um setting your lifestyle up success so you know the amount of people say to me we've we've got like a little rescue animal sanctuary we've got dogs we've got cats we've got horses we've got guinea pigs we've got rabbits and people say oh it's such a time but it's it gets us up at the crack of dawn last yeah. night we're always out in nature all weathers and you cannot be happy it's you because you've got a purpose isn't it taking dogs for walk you know dogs make you get out there in all weathers they love yeah. it you know um and so sometimes it's about setting yourself up for success isn't it with your food preparation your water yeah. preparation your mindset we never go anywhere we're so lucky now with modern cars you can listen to a podcast on the way yeah. or something motivational um absolutely fantastic steve i completely love it i think what you do is amazing tell people how can they find you obviously your links to your instagram and facebook but tell people if they're thinking wow i need a steve in my life how <laughs> how can they work with you um we, we do we do online so it's not as if it's going to be a problem for anyone you know if they're not based locally to us yeah but we can we can set programs up for people we can set wellness information we can set lifestyle nutrition but all those things are available to people you've just got to come and ask we're happy to help anyone there's we've got probably four really really good coaches that work with us they're all of various ages with various expertise so yeah just come and drop us a message we'll be happy to help anyone and I please do it, people, because the thing is, when you've got an accountability partner, when you've got someone that's there and, and helping you keep going, it makes all the difference to your success. It really, really does. It's, it's fantastic. So, you know, whether you're local, you're based, tell everyone where you're based, Steve. Strive We're based in um, Eaton Soken, which is in Cambridgeshire. Brilliant. So all Steve's details about how to get hold of him and his team will be below. I hope that everyone can just use this as a really positive about wherever you are, whatever your starting point is now, how fantastic there's so many opportunities open to you. This is what it's all about. It's not about beating ourselves up about anything. It's about, wow, how fantastic, um, you know, where else can I go? What's out there? Any final words for you, Steve, before we finish? All I'll say to everyone out there is go and live the life that you want to live. Don't let anyone else hold you back. If you've got something you want to achieve, just go and achieve it. I love it. I'm all for that. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, everyone, to our listeners. So thank you to Counter Sound Radio for putting out this fantastic information. Um, if you've got other suggestions for topics that you want, please do contact us at Kinder Sound. You can reach us on Instagram, on Telegram, on the website, and let us know what you want to hear more about. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favorite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life 
and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.